Welcome to episode six of Telcom Corner Cafe podcast. I am your host, Sean Sheedy, and the topic for episode six is inspection. It seems to be something that remains both a very hot topic and controversial topic within our industry, even right up to today. So let's start off with what are you cleaning? What materials are you using to achieve that desired effect? What's your definition of acceptable versus the lead tech, project manager, the expectations of the customer that you're doing? Doing the work for, there is surprisingly a very significant difference in what's acceptable, what's not, what people deem is allowable, what people deem is not allowable, not only within projects between the company doing the work, but what the customer expectations are versus what, say, a contractor's expectations are. So let's start with what are you inspecting? Are you inspecting multi-mode connectors or single-mode connectors? Why is that even a question? Why would it matter? Well, it matters for three widely unknown or not even considered practices that are at the heart or center of inconsistencies regarding inspections in the telecommunications industry. Starting with, what do you use to clean with? It will have a significant effect on what you see when you're inspecting it, how clean it actually is, or what will or will not be left behind. The effects that it will or won't have on the network after you're done with the process. For instance, isopropyl alcohol is no longer recommended to clean connector end faces with because there is a potential, not that it will, but there is a potential for it to leave a residue or film behind when you're done using it. And the reason that that happens is it has a lower evaporation rate than some of the new preparation or specific fiber cleaners do. We talked about that in depth in episodes three, four, and five. So if you're looking for more information on that in particularly, please take a listen to those episodes as we covered that a lot, but it causes a highly reflective scenario. Practice or issue two, scope power. And I have been a part of a lot of very heated conversations, been within earshots of many discussions, not only within projects, but between customers and the companies doing the work for them. Many of which say this is a non or irrelevant issue. And unfortunately, nothing could be further from the truth. Scope power matters and it matters a lot. And the reason that it matters is how much magnification do you need to inspect what you're looking at? And what you need for a multi-mode connector inspection is not only different, but less than you need for a single mode connector inspection. And we'll get into those differences and why. Starting with too much magnification allows you to see too much which has to be a really really weird thing to hear somebody say because the general fallback or almost automatic response is i want to see everything i want to see everything i possibly can to know what's there well sometimes if you can see too much you are tempted to do something that wasn't necessary to do causing additional problems seeing too much and i'm going to compare this to a term that i'm sure a lot of people have heard is if you've ever heard the term or have you ever heard the term overkill if you have you You've just successfully connected why too much magnification is not good and why it's not good to see everything to a level in which that's unneeded because it's over the top if one prefers excessive unnecessary and unfortunately in the end will cause far more problems than it will solve that's the issue that's why you don't want to use too much magnification we're going to drift all the way back to the 80s for a moment because bell labs back in the 80s defined what amount of magnification is necessary for what you're looking at 
and it was determined at that point that 200 powers or lower magnification amounts or powers were all that was needed for multi-mode connector inspection. And the reason for that was in multi-mode there are so many things allowable and also so many things that are not detrimental to a multi-mode system that are absolutely extremely impactful and negative to a single mode system, such as overpolishing. Overpolishing causes high reflectivity. Single mode systems don't like that as we've talked about in previous episodes. Multi-mode systems are unaffected by reflectivity. Scratching and pits also cause reflectivity. Again, multi-mode systems don't care about reflectivity. Single mode systems do. So in the multi-mode world, as long as the damage is not within the core, which can neither be for multi-mode or single mode, or is in the inner circle of the cladding region, because that can spread when you're coupling and decoupling connectors, or if you prefer mating and demating connectors, that problem can move inbound because of the repetition and connectivity of the connectors themselves making contact with each other's interface. All of those allowances exist only in multi-mode. That's one of the main reasons that keeps multi-mode alive. Not only is it less cost, however, the impacts to it are far less. So the allowances or variations that can exist can be far greater than there can be in a single mode system. So single mode systems are great for their abilities, their bandwidth, their distances that they can cover, but are very susceptible to so many things that multi-mode is almost, one could say, impervious to. For these reasons, it's why the pigtail has been such the de facto, as well as more recently, some of the pre-polished connectors and some of the FTTX applications or the splice-on connectors have been the selected choices for single mode because being an auto-polished or factory-polished connector, a lot of these variations go away theoretically. However, in the case of single mode, the 400 power scope is extremely appropriate. Why? Because in the case of multi-mode, you're dealing with core sizes of 62.5 micron or 50 micron, which could be 40 to 50% of the region of the glass that you're inspecting. The larger, if you will, brighter white area out there is all the surface of the connector ferrule itself. But in the case of single mode, you have an 8.3 micron core. So you have a much smaller core and a much greater demand for a depth of inspection and view that multi-mode doesn't require. So for those reasons, the 400 power microscope is very appropriate for single mode connector inspection, which Bell Labs has provided us the details and specifications for us back in the 80s as well. Now, the third of the practices that I was referring to, which is widely unknown or ignored, is what type of inspection device are you using? So we've talked about the power of the microscope that you're using. What design of microscope are you using? Is it an oblique view? Is it a coaxial? And a lot of people aren't even aware that these two different designs exist. It'll take you actually all the way back to eighth grade science class when you got to use tabletop microscopes and things. That is a point in time in which a lot of people realize not all microscopes provide the same views as other ones do. Some are more powerful, some are less, some have different views, some have a different design type that require different surrounding apparatus or light sources and things to them. There's a lot of variations out there. Our microscopes for our industry are no different. 
But before I get to topic number three, it could certainly be said that there is room to make the points of, does my scope have laser eye filtration? What's the ergonomic design and fatigue factors of it, of the type of scope to be used? Am I using a handheld scope or a video inspection station? All of those are certainly very valid topics as well. We can even get into that in future episodes as well. But today, point three is going to center around the oblique versus coaxial designs. Opening question has to be, why does that even matter? Well, the views that you get, some would consider drastically different, but on a minimal will be significant differences if you're not aware of them. And the problem with that is the differences, if you're not aware of what they are and why things look the way that they do, they could cause unnecessary rework, network downtime, perfectly good connectors that there's nothing wrong with being thrown away, which is an expense, not to mention the fact a waste of time because now somebody has to re-terminate them all. So there's a lot of things at stake regarding the understanding of the design design type of scope that you're actually using. In the case of the coaxial design, it's a straight on view, or if you prefer a dead on view, such as two people looking straight at each other. So when the technician is using a coaxial view inspection device, the technician will see two concentric circles. The smaller or interior circle will be the core region of the glass. The larger circle of the two will be the cladding of the glass. The larger, brighter white area outside of all of that is just the connector ferrule itself. In the case of the cladding and core circles, in a coaxial view, the core circle is usually black. Very rarely is it any other color. The color of the cladding region is a lighter gray, or at least a lighter shade of gray, providing you basically color and region separation details of what you're actually looking at. That way the technician conducting the inspection can get a detailed view and understanding of what they're actually looking at and the separations of the areas. In the case of an oblique view, the large white area that I referred to before, or large bright white area, is the connector's ferrule area that remains unchanged. The cladding area will remain that same lighter gray color. That remains unchanged. The difference is in the view of the core region. If ambient light is present, the core will illuminate and it will illuminate white. If there's no ambient light present, therein lies where the confusion can occur. You won't see a core and cladding differentiation. You won't see two concentric circles unless there's ambient light present. So if there's no ambient light present, you may be inclined to say, oh, that connector is bad. That connector has an issue. We need to at least troubleshoot it or replace it and cut it off. Unfortunately, again, that leads to a lot of unnecessary rework and consumable product waste. So it's very important to realize, are you using an oblique or a coaxial view inspection device so you don't cost yourself a lot of time? So you don't drain the profitability of the project you don't delay the turnover to the customer of the work because somebody thought there was a lot of things that needed to be redone. So it's very beneficial for a number of different reasons to understand if you're using an oblique or a coaxial view inspection device. With that, I'm your host, Sean Sheedy. Thanks again for tuning into episode six of the Telcom Corner Cafe podcast. We'll be back in July with episode seven. Thanks again. Have a great 4th of July.